and they ate and they drank, expressing that they were at peace and at one with God. They had their meal in his presence. And it says once more, they saw God and God did not lift his hand to strike them. This is the first time we see since Adam and Eve took that bite of that forbidden fruit and were cast out of God's presence, that we see sinners invited into the presence of God to eat and to drink in a fellowship meal and at peace with their God. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. February 19, 2023, Exodus 24, 9-18. Have you ever felt like you were out of your element? Like you were in a place where you didn't belong? This kind of happened to me when I was on a trip to do a language study in Mexico. And as we traveled to central Mexico, it was a long flight, and we arrived late at night, hopped on a bus, and then we came off the bus in a dimly lit corner. And I was starting to feel a little bit out of place as people were speaking a language that wasn't my native language, and it was dark, and I didn't know where we were. And as we then moved to the next step, I left the group and hopped into a cab. And the driver, once again, spoke a language I wasn't totally comfortable with and totally understood. And we drove down dark streets to a place where I didn't know exactly where we were or where we were going. I felt out of my element. I'm sure you felt this way. People feel different comfort levels in different situations. Maybe someone who's, uh, for example, not used to navigating through the shelves of a library might find it disconcerting to be in a, a large, empty, quiet space like a library. Or a bookworm might find themselves conversely uncomfortable in a large, crowded arena with blaring loud music. They might find it maybe a bit overwhelming. But there's one place that everyone should certainly feel out of place. And that's in the presence of God. I'm not just talking about the fact that God is all present. He, he is always everywhere. We know that much. He fills heaven and earth. But scripture speaks of a way that God is also specially present with his people. And with that special presence, we get glimpses of times when people recognize that they were in the presence of a holy God. And at those times, they're filled with awe and fear and a recognition that something awesome was occurring. How would you feel being in the presence before the, the throne room, standing before your holy God? Well, today... We consider how God appeared to his people in the past, and we see just why we can feel not out of sorts, but at peace as God invites us to approach and to see his glory. We'll see that as we look at God's word from Exodus chapter 24. You see, God appeared and interacted in a special way with his people, even from the very beginning. It was there at the start of time that God made his presence known as he walked among the garden in paradise with Adam and Eve. And in some way, Adam and Eve knew that God was present and they were able to, without fear, in their element, interact with their God. But of course, we know how all that changed when Adam and Eve took that 
bite from that forbidden fruit. They ran from God's presence. They tried to hide. And when God approached them, they realized they could no longer stand in the presence of a holy God. They were fallen sinners. And so all of Adam and Eve's children were shut out from God's presence. Adam and Eve couldn't go back to the garden, couldn't return to paradise, and could not rightly approach a holy God anymore. Instead, they were shut out. And to be in their element, to be where they belonged, meant to return back to the dust. Anything higher than dust was really out of their element. But then what we see in Exodus chapter 24 is the start, the very beginning of God carrying out his plan to turn around this problem of being shut out from God's presence. What we see is the people of Israel are gathered by Mount Sinai. And there, as they are looking on the mountain, they are told by God just what is taking place as they see the glory of the Lord descend on the mountain and they hear the voice of God speaking his commands and the voice sounds like thunder. And the fire that fills the cloud around the mountain is like a consuming fire. And the trumpets, the sound of trumpets are blaring and it becomes so terrifying of a sight to be even just near the presence of God. God has to emphasize for them how dangerous it is to even just draw near, to approach his presence. As he says, if anyone just so much as approaches or touches the foot of the mountain, they will die. It's a holy, marvelous, fearful thing to be in the presence of a holy, marvelous, perfect God. In fact, when the people at that time heard the voice of their God speaking, they said to Moses, don't have him speak to us anymore, but rather you speak to us or we will die. They were terrified. And so Moses speaks to God on their behalf and he approaches the mountain. And Moses receives from the Lord the covenant that God wants with his people and God has them enter into a covenant because Moses comes back and when he comes back to the people, he says something incredible. For the first time on the recorded pages of history, we have God inviting sinners to come into his presence. Moses says to Aaron, two of the sons of Aaron, and to the 70 elders, the leaders of Israel, he says, the Lord says to come near to him and to worship him. And so Aaron, Moses, his two of Aaron's sons, and the 70 elders of Israel prepare to draw near, to come into the presence of God. We read at the start of this chapter of Exodus 24 how they offer up a sacrifice, both a sacrifice on behalf of their sins and a fellowship sacrifice. And the blood of that sacrifice is sprinkled on the people and Moses tells them, this is the blood of the covenant. And the people agree to the words that God has given Moses and says, we will do this. And they enter a covenant to be in an agreement, an arrangement in which they'll have peace with their God. And then they do what God had said. They drew near to God and they went together towards the Lord. 
You know, the way that the people approach their God reminds us that it is a dreadful, fearful thing to approach God. You cannot draw even near, the people could not even draw near his mountain. How could we expect to come near to our God? And even when they were invited by God, sacrifice was needed so that they could enter a covenant and be in a special relationship in order to come even just near his presence to worship. Is that how we view our God? It's so unapproachable that we need a sacrifice in order to come near, that there must be a covering for our sin and an arrangement that he makes so that we can come near his presence. That's the way it is. When the people of Israel and the, the elders of Israel stood near, we made something remarkable. They went up and they saw God. The God who nobody could see and live. Somehow, in some way, they were able to see his, no doubt, veiled glory. In fact, when it describes what they saw here, it only describes what was at his feet. As there was a, a blue pavement at his feet that looked like the sky. Perhaps because they were unable to even look up past his feet. Or not permitted to record what they saw. And it says very clearly here, these Israelites, these sinners, says they saw God. And then it adds also, and they ate and they drank, expressing that they were at peace and at one with God. They had their meal in his presence. And it says once more, they saw God, and God did not lift his hand to strike them. This is the first time we see since Adam and Eve took that bite of that forbidden fruit and were cast out of God's presence, that we see sinners invited into the presence of God to eat and to drink in a fellowship meal and at peace with their God. You know, it's not an understatement to say that this, this moment here where they are in this covenant and see God establishes all the rest of the pages of the Old Testament, that they are in a special relationship with their God that they have access to him. Of course, we know what happens next. Moses goes up on the mountain. He's gone for 40 days and 40 nights as the Lord gives him the Ten Commandments and the, the covenant which they are to keep. But by the time Moses makes it back down to the people and to the leaders of Israel, those very same people that once sat with God and ate and drank in his presence, were now turned against God, devoted to idols, and no longer cared about the presence of a holy God. How about us? God daily invites you into his presence. He invites you to come to the place where you worship, where his word is found. And Jesus tells us that wherever two or three are gathered in his name, there he is with us. And he invites us to eat and drink in his house as he gives us that sacrament, which is the new covenant in his blood, his body and blood with the bread and wine. And as we partake of that meal, that gift from our God, we are in the presence of our God who gives his real bread, real body with the bread and real blood with the wine. And he is present with his people in a wonderful way. And as he sends us he reminds us to go and make disciples and baptize them, giving the gift of his Spirit. All of you who were baptized received the gift of the Holy Spirit in baptism. 
God is present with you. And God is present in a special way with us always, as he promised. And as we draw near to worship our God and receive him in his word and sacrament, do we always approach as those who are in our element? Or rather, aren't we like maybe sometimes the people of Israel, so close to having just received an invitation to the presence of God, but yet so far away from God in the way that we've lived or the way that we've turned from him. Dare we approach our God and come into his presence? Our first parents were cast out of his presence. Israel broke their covenant and could not remain in God's presence and return to stand before their God. Dare we approach a holy God? Aren't we out of our element if we ascend any higher than the dust? But what we see is there is one, one man, because no man could ever approach or dare to come into the presence of God. One man came. He came down to us, the Holy Son of God. And Jesus showed that because God would not allow sinners to come into his presence, he first came down to sinners. And the disciples of Jesus ate and drank and saw the face of the Son of God in lowliness until that one day what we read this Sunday. Jesus took some of his disciples up high on a mountain. And as he went up there, it says, his appearance was changed and his face shone like the sun and his clothes like light. And the disciples, upon seeing this, realized in fullness the glimpse of the glory of who Jesus really was. And Peter upon seeing Jesus like this, and furthermore, the prophet Moses, who appeared with the glory of the Lord in the past, and the great prophet Elijah standing with Jesus and talking, Peter realized, as he said and admitted later on, he was out of his element and said something awkward. He knew he didn't belong. Only one man could stand that day. And then further, the cloud that was there enveloped them. And the disciples fell down with their faces to the ground, knowing that they were totally out of place. And they heard the voice speak from heaven, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. You see, one man could rightly stand in the presence of his Father, of God Almighty, the Son of God, who from eternity is true God. And there in human flesh, the disciples saw how God had sent his Son, his son who would come to be with his people, who had extended the invitation, come to me and I will give you rest, who left his element and came down in lowliness to face what we needed. Jesus would then return back to what they were used to seeing in lowliness and they would go down the mountain. And the disciples would later on have their Savior, their God, Jesus, institute that covenant of that sacrifice which would be made. And he said, this is the blood of the covenant. And he gave them a meal that they could eat and drink, participating in his body and blood. 
a meal that showed them they were forgiven, gave them forgiveness, a meal that brought them in fellowship with God. And there they were, invited to come and approach and to see God's glory. You see, Jesus came to be shut out from the presence of the Father so that we would not be shut out. And as he hung on the cross and was forsaken and darkness came, the disciples knew he came as light, but he faced that darkness so we would not be shut out. And Jesus rose from the ashes of the dust that he was placed in of the tomb. He did not see decay. He rose to life and he opened the way so that we would have access to the Father and we can approach the throne of God and not be shut out. God came to invite us to approach and to see his glory. He came down to earth. He came to the cross and he will come again. And when he comes again, he will invite us to come and to enjoy the feast that will last forever in his kingdom and in his presence. And yes, we will be invited to see God and we will eat and we will drink and we will be at peace because of the blood of the covenant. Not the covenant that was broken by Israel, but the covenant that was kept and sealed by Jesus. The sacrifice was made, fellowship established, the arrangement done. We are at peace with God through Jesus. You know, when I went on that trip to Mexico, there was a time when the entire group decided they were going to go out to a place to eat in the evening. And as the evening ran late, we walked down some dark streets till we, we found a restaurant that we decided we were going to stay and eat. And I don't know if the restaurant had maybe already just closed because nobody was there, or if they were just keeping the lights out to save power. When they set us down for our table, we were the only ones in the room they brought us to. And it was dark in that room, barely any light dimly coming in. And it was a bit unnerving to be sitting in the dark in a nearly empty building and not finding any waiter coming to serve. One of our group leaders jokingly commented, Vamos a morir. We are going to die. And of course, we laughed at that, but still felt a bit unnerved until they finally turned on some more of the lights and finally someone came to take our order and to give us the food. That light and the someone coming to bring food made a lot of difference. That's how it is when we approach our God. We ought to be terrified and ought to feel as though we, we are left in the darkness and wondering if God ought to approach us or if we could dare to be in his house or his presence or if we even belong out of our element. But not when the one comes to serve us, to give us the meal. He is the light of this world. The darkness disappears. And when he comes and invites us to the table and gives us his food, the gospel and word and sacrament, we find that we are at peace. We are at fellowship with our God and we are invited into his presence. Our God invites us to approach and to behold 
His glory.